Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip. You won't be sorry. Sorry. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Thank you. Quite kindly silence the voice. The winners of Playdio last year. This year we have 29 entries already of the I, 30. I, close it. I actually think it's full. I think I need to double check my entries. Okay. But uh, I, haven't think found, I haven't found the 30th yet. I thought there was oh, 30. All right. I do immediately see a band name I love, which is Dive Bar Nights with a K. That's Ready? a great name. Not Sirloin of Dive. Yeah, no, <laughs> Sirloin of <laughs> Dive They're Bar. knighted. That is great. Few I, few I recognize. There's only three repeats. Bone Cookie, We Steal Copper. And Adam's Fall has Adam's been Adam's Fall, before. all right. Is there a band called Dude Juice on there? No. Damn it. I didn't get to it fast enough, but there you go. The list is there. And, you know, we, we call it Trip Reeves Playdio because he hates it so much. And we suggested yesterday that Trip come in and uh, help judge it. And Trip said, unfortunately, and I wanted to come in on the air and talk about this. I'm not going to be in town because of it. <laughs> like you're leaving, he goes, and I'm like an idiot. I'll be in a different time zone listening, ruining my brunch. Because <laughs> by the time it runs, it'll be like noon where he is. <laughs> That's right. So, yeah, 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 I'll listen to the garbage you go put ahead. out. Yeah, go ahead. And then he said the N-word twice and left. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what happened, Brady. Yeah, yeah, that's the ticket. See if Brett knows. Tripp made a very inappropriate joke with me yesterday. And you know what I did? I was like, you dick, that's hilarious. And I walked out of there. I'm like, that was a great joke. And it was at my expense, and I deserved it. And it was true, and I live with it, and I thought it was funny. It stung because it was Dare a you good one. It was a good one. <laughs> uh, you son of a. 
And I've taken, you might have noticed, a pot shot or two at the, at the boss. You know, maybe on Fridays, that bottom right square says and does things that might be a little out of character. Well, that's the fun of it all. It was a good shot, and I laughed hysterically. And he took a couple shots at Larry, and then after we revived, we revived Larry and said, everything's okay. Everything's okay, little fella. He took shots at me because we work in a place where we're all kind of enjoying each other's company. Now, he never takes shots at me. and I'm, I'm Never once, Brady, has he taken a <laughs> swing at you. Round mound of our word. <laughs> Out. It trip walks around with a plastic fake microphone and drops it when he leaves rooms. Late, drop the mic because he usually just slaughters people. He's great, but it's a it's a it's a comfortable joking work environment. Now, again, someday that may all change and we have him dead to rights with our he said she said. But I'm you know somebody emailed me and said, dude, don't fool yourself. Uh, HR is designed to protect the company. You're absolutely right. The system is not perfect, but it's your only recourse. I just I personally disagree with me all day have a problem with somebody that has a problem, they're so afraid of HR, but they'll talk to ESPN. You know? Like, I'm so scared of the recourse that comes from this, but, my God, if I can be on TV, or my name gets out in this, I can be the hero. I understand in a real egregious, like, situation where sexual harassment has run rampant and everybody's scared of, you know, oh, they're going to get killed for it. These were just uncomfortable word situations. It's weird. It's a, it's a strange we, – we live in a very strange time. And a lot of people are like him. The one complaint was he walked over with a score sheet and slammed it down in front of one of the assistant coaches and barked out some orders to the assistant coach in a very angry manner. <gasps> angry boss oh, came down on an employee. And the, I think it was somebody named Kelly emailed and said, you'll never live in a world where there aren't people you work with that just are afraid of authority, don't know ha- how to handle authority, and they – he. Great phrase. Use the word default back into just being contentious. And their default button is, there's my boss. He's a jerk because that's what all bosses are. And whenever he says anything bad to me, I have, they feel powerless. So they fight back before there's a reason to fight. And you get angry at nothing. And you're just, you just don't know how to deal with uh, bosses. You have an authority issue. And I think a lot of the times when a boss yells at somebody, especially in the world of toxic work environment, there are some people who just don't know how to deal with that. And they immediately turn into blithering morons that scream and yell that the, work, the workplace is awful because they were in the crosshairs of their boss once. It's interesting how um, it's changed the culture of the uh, service industry. As far as like in the past, like look how people, certain people treat waiters, waitresses. I mean, oh, talk just- about... I've ended friendships. Toxic. I've ended friendships on how people treat waiters and waitresses. Let alone hotels. I, literally um, gone not airlines. Oh, I, I, if you are awful to a waiter or waitress, no matter how bad they are, and you're awful to them, we're never going to do. We're not, if you don't respect the, the that that you have a server that is maybe busy having a bad day, maybe just bad at their job, but and you run them and act like they owe you so oh i can't stand people who are awful to the wait staff if a, if a server's having a bad night and you're like everything we're cool i'll let you use me as the table that takes longer so you can catch up if you've ever done that job you'd never ever why. treat him that way everyone no should what's be required to wait tables for a month mm-hmm. because when you do you realize oh my sweet jesus how often people come in and and that's a real that's a character flaw beyond belief to me as somebody's like this waiter He's not. 
snapping your fingers to get them when they're doing something else. Oh, there's there's a certain mentality that goes with that that drives me bananas. Yeah. Let alone uh, the tough one is the if you're training that oh. because to find you know the people to you know to understand it how it works too and all of a sudden oh boy they're not doing this what's sure. going to happen oh it's it's you got to you got to treat the service industry like better than human oh that's that's a tough gig but yeah employees and anybody who's like oh your boss can't do this and toxic work environment that and all that other stuff you know argue with me all you want i just think if it's that toxic and you're willing to stick it out for 10 years it really wasn't that toxic if 10 years later you're like, yeah, he treated me kind of like garbage. You stick, you stick around for a decade and then you tell a, a reporter from ESPN how much you didn't like it there. You didn't have the balls to be a man and go up to the person that you're like, hey, I know you're my boss and this could end me. But you talk to me like that one more time and we're just two men standing in front of each other. We're going to have a problem. Okay, you're fired. All right. I thought that might happen. But that's why HR is there. Maybe it is in favor of the uh, employer more than the employee. But you're going nowhere unless you file paperwork. You know how hard it is for a manager to fire you? I mean, they have to have some stuff oh. on you. They, most most of the time, for cause, they have yeah, to have yeah, papers yeah. on that. Multiple offenses. Yeah. Uh, Everybody says, well, this is a right-to-work state. They can it do is. It. And, and you can, can but you can drop somebody for, you know, you know, no, you know, no cause, if you budgetary or but whatever. you end up kind of having problems on the other end if you've got an angry employee. Most of the time, mm-hmm. what they do is say, we're firing you without cause. We're going to pay you mm-hmm. for the rest of this period of time. If you sign this paper, you agree that there's no recourse yeah. here. And Severance. people sign it because you will sign for the money. Now, a lot of times they have you over barrel in those situations. Like you don't have any money or you're living check to check. And you're, you're like, I, I'm fired and I got to go six months without pay. Or they're going to give you a nice severance package that keeps you quiet. It is hush money. If you're over a barrel, doesn't that lead credence to the why you're getting fired? <laughs> well, maybe. I don't know. Your personal – you could be a spender. You could sure. be just bad with money. But if you're getting fired without cause, most of the time there's a paper that you sign at the end that says, I understand. I'm just being let go. And here's some money for that. You're being fired for cause. They have to have some paperwork on you. That's it. And yeah. and it's hard for a boss to fire somebody for cause uh, nowadays because you have to have a few things on the – and HR is there designed to help you. And they can't really fire you when you start having real grievances with them until you become an idiot. So it is It is a flawed system, but it's designed to help both sides, especially when you're like I did. I did filed paperwork. You're nothing without paperwork. That's just the way business works. Performance and sales makes it a little easier. Yeah, well, there's like, paperwork on that. There's black and white on that. You're not producing. They'll print it out and say, here's why you're fired. Yeah. You're, you're zero production, and we have backup. We have papers on that. They can't just say you're not producing. And go, Let me see my papers. Well, we don't have any. Right. Yeah, you know, of course they got to show that. If they're, but they would just fire you and say you're no good at your job. It's crazy. Now we get into what this show's really about. Uh-oh. Wow, this one's strange. Said, I uh, love your morning show. Listen to North Carolina. I do it almost every day. Ask the guys at work. Uh, they're around 2425 if they would go down on a homosexual and give uh, <laughs> fellatio for me. What's going on in North Carolina? Uh, yeah. Toxic. Every one of them said they would. There's no way. Before a million dollars, uh, it was a billion, like... $25 million or something like that. It's a private uh, area nobody sees but you and a homosexual man. They lined up. So basically, going back to the point of everybody's got their price, Bert and I would both kill for a billion. I mean, <laughs> Brady would barely denounce God. Oh, I'm in on the killing. <laughs> Brady would maybe. All you got to do is think of like Vishnu and say there is no God. And then go back to your God. 
It's an easy out, Brady. There's loopholes. Yeah. Your religion Brady, is packed yeah. full of Constant loopholes. free agent. Yeah. And just think about the donations you could make with yeah. that billion dollars exactly. back to the church. You're doing it for a good cause at oh, the end of the penance, day. Your penance oh, would be huge. Oh, it would be great, though, to watch Brady try to struggle with that one. And by the it way. It would be. If someone came over here with a billion dollars, I would really struggle. Yeah. Baby. It's the unforgivable sin <laughs> to say, I don't believe in God or Jesus. And I don't. Unforgivable. Yeah. It's yeah. in the book. It says you can't come back from it. So it's the only that's the only not loophole in the whole thing. They're pretty strict about that. When you come back from it killing still resonates people, with me a little bit. Brett and I could uh, could kill and then get forgiven. No problem. I'm out already on the whole. But uh, you've already said it once. So I'll I'm buy not, my way back in. We have it on tape somewhere where Brady denounced. Yeah, the you Lord. can do that in certain. Yeah, with a billion dollars, I, I'm, I'm back in. Just start. I'll just start a new religion. Yeah. There you go. You know Listen how easy that is? Yeah. Look at really, the aliens. Really? I don't even know what that is, but I'm sure it was so just. the one a, in San Diego, the sneaker cult. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah. The Raelians? I don't remember them. I remember the, the Nike all, people? Yeah, they're all wearing Nikes, right? Yep. When they yeah. died in their bunk beds and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. They in bunk beds? I yeah. Wasn't yeah. that the uh, Haley Bop? I thought there was the Branch. The, Hale Bop. Uh, no, Branch Davidians was uh, the guy in Waco. Yeah, that was in Waco. Koresh. Right. Okay. That's that David Koresh. You remember that one because he started a church and named it after himself. Davidians are David Koresh. David yes. yeah, Davidians. David, yeah. Of course, Jim Jones. Yeah. You can start your own. We're naming the ones that didn't end so good. Scientology? None of these are really good. Mormonism? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. None of them are any good. <laughs> All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. <laughs> Terrible religions, in fact, all the ones you named. And we forgot the big one, which is Christianity. I mean, that's right. the worst of the bunch. The Catholics, the, they're, they're terrible. Well, that's Mormons. It's fall created out. a lot of jobs. John. It sure has. Boy, uh, has it. For lawyers and police officers, <laughs> investigators, private And a lot of tax eyes, havens. Yeah. A, lot of, yeah, a lot of jobs for accountants and uh, cops and judges. They've done a great job. But for the right price, I think, every, I think everybody's got a price. You can say there's no God. It's easy for a boatload of money. And then somebody said, I was catching up on the podcast uh, yesterday, and you had reviewed Brady's mini strokes from the other day. Uh, you forgot what they were called, medical professional here. They're called transient ischemic attacks. Oh, yeah, TIAs. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, TIAs. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's TIAs. Right. My friend had one of those, and he lost uh, his peripheral vision in his right eye. They come back? No. Oh. It's gone for good. Uh, you have a brief episode of neurological dysfunction resulting from an interruption of blood flow to the brain and or eyes, which is typically oh. a precursor to a stroke. So best of luck, Bogan. Signed, the hospital. If you ever get tunnel vision, <laughs> let us know. Yeah, people are like, yeah, hey, Brady, the hospital called. Good luck. Well, that's a toxic work environment for Brady. Yeah. Let's let's see it again. Is this a TIA? Was this a TIA? Northport uh, Point, Fl- Florida Chief. The police of chief there, the uh, chief of police. <laughs> wow. All right. 100%. I'm pretty sure that, that was, was How one. long was that? 15 seconds? Uh, yep. And then this one is another one. Same report. Exclusive scenes from Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Sorry, I'm just going to go. Yeah, that was a... Ready to break out his old lady fan. Woo! Lord. I got them vapors. This man's tied in front of my eyes. I got the vapors. Woo, somebody get him some lemonade. 
So that's what those are called, Brady, when you have them. Just go, well, take me to Tia Town. Having a Tia. So now you can have fun with that, now that we've uh, got the medical term. Oh, Transient ischemic. Am I saying that right? Would you say ischemia? Ischemic. Ischemic transient ischemic attack, a TIA. The reason they're called TIAs is because you'll have a stroke trying to say what it really is. Another guy says, all right, we've established Brett will take a million to kill someone. How much for Brett to say the Olive Garden is the most authentic Italian (laughs) food? Yeah, a billion dollars to do that too. No problem. (laughs) We all got our price. What would it cost? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. What would it cost for you to to only eat uh, like the Olive Garden? The only Italian food for, for the rest a billion of dollars. Oh, oh, billion John, dollars. That's a billion dollars. Billion dollars. Ridiculous. Easy. We're ridiculous yeah. numbers. Here. Yeah. Billion dollars. I would million. Be a, How about look, a million? I would be a spokesman for Almond Joy for a billion dollars. <laughs> I would be the coconut salesman. I would climb palm trees and get coconuts and eat them right out of a tree. <laughs> for a million. For though? a billion. For a million. That's ridiculous. They're five disgusting. Million. Too low. No, million? five million is a lot of work. That's too much. Uh, it's a lot of work. I'm not climbing palm trees for five oh, million climb. dollars. Okay. Uh, I would say uh, I don't have the upper body strength. It's just ridiculous. It'd be too much work. Uh, you start getting into the ten to twenty millions, I'll start eating coconut regularly, like day to day. Like yeah, I would have okay. died on Gilligan's Island the first weekend. Yeah, there's a lot of coconut. <laughs> uh, all they did was drink that milk, coconut, and soup coconut cream and, pie, yeah. coconut soup. I would have eaten one of. I would have eaten one of the howls. The first week, because I'm like, I'm, I need meat, and I'm not eating this this tree hair that you guys keep pulling out. Yeah, that's not happening. But you get into 15, 20, 25 million, I'm going to start eating coconut exclusively. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, Brady, for you, I don't know what the price would be, but all you can eat is heads of lettuce. That's it. For the rest of your life, a head of lettuce. You get it for lunch, and you get it for dinner, and that is all. In the It'd morning, be about the same. In the morning, 20, you get a vitamin. 20, 20 million 20, to 50 yeah. <laughs> That would be nothing. <laughs> $25 million to just eat lettuce. We wouldn't take $10 million, $5 million. No. Because you like lettuce. Life would be it's, so boring. <laughs> would it? You can't find any fun in life without like massive amounts of Eating food? Eating lettuce every day. Why would that no. make life boring? Because I've seen a turtle live. <laughs> You film it and think That's it's amazing. Them- you think it's amazing when you film a turtle, like they're living the life of, of you know, the I like to give ever. them a variety. Who? The turtles. What do you mean you give them a variety? You're sneaking food to Fruits. somebody else's turtles? Yeah, oh yeah. Why? That's You shouldn't <laughs> no. do that. You're feeding neighborhood turtles extra food? Maybe they're on a strict diet. Maybe they get allergies. Lettuce would be brutal. Iceberg, you just have... Yeah, no dressing either. You're off. Oh, Every morning, you can have some sort of vitamin protein shake, but you have a head of lettuce for lunch. Twenty five million. Twenty five million dollars. Yeah. That doesn't seem like a bad one to me, because I like lettuce. Yeah, I know, but Not for the rest of your much. life, yeah, whatever. No way. No, whatever. So bad. You got to make food less important. What would I do with all that money if I'm not buying delicious steaks? What would I do with all that downtime? <laughs> <laughs> you just eat more lettuce. You just pile into lettuce. Hit it hard, man. I'll give you salt, and every fourth one you can have uh, a quarter ounce of blue cheese. Ooh. Oh, man. Those would be heaven days. Oh, man. Now, do we get all the lettuces? Like kale, cabbage, every, every leafy? I'll give you the greens. Every leafy green? I'll give you the greens. Okay. So you get the variety. You get a variety of lettuces. Uh, lettuce, lettuce. Lettuce. Lechuga. Yeah. Tea. All right, that drops down to $20 million. <laughs> $5 million off. Boy, that lettuce thing sure is an awful quandary for Brady. <laughs> I'd have to eat something I absolutely uh, hate. Now, what's the low number for uh, all the meats? Oh, yeah. 
meat only. You're vegetarian. You get grand. rid of all the meat. Fish oh, to get rid of all yeah, the all meat. Of, you're vegetarian. You're a vegan. That'd 20 mil. Same number. 20 million for that. See, I'd go like four or five to give up the meats. I love the meats, but for four or five million dollars, it'd be, I don't want to eat meat anymore. But you're saying fish is good? A new lifestyle. No, no, no. Fish, fish is out. You're, okay. you're vegan. Yeah. No, yeah, no, no living any. No milk. <laughs> no, yeah, you can't go any cheese. You were going to subsist on fish? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to crush fish. Cheese and all that other stuff, it's out. No shrimp, no shellfish, no. You turn into Bubba Gump. Minimum 20 mil. All right, now we get into the, the uh, Tony Delgado has a great question. So we quiz Brady on his on his <laughs> moral barrier. What's your price? Uh, please ask Brady what his price would be to blow a guy just to hear him dodge it. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty mil. Twenty million to blow a guy. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. I get to pick the guy. Seems a little heavy. Twinking for 20, huh? <laughs> and you get to pick the guy? I have a feeling I know you well enough. If I had like $750,000 in cash, you'd do it. You picture that suitcase opening up and like, oh, I'd I have like to do it. I'd like to think, John, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, it's oh, tax-free. Yeah. Oh, okay. Of course. Gary, all you have to do for this suitcase of cash is suck my... Uh, $20,750,000. <laughs> Deal! <laughs> I think you'd do it for less. I don't think so. <laughs> I think I think you'd do it for dinner. <laughs> Wait, we're going now to, I know that ain't true. We're going to Binkley's? Oh. I'm in. All right. What do I have to do for that? You know what you have to do. Get on your knees like a champion. All right. Dinner for life. Ooh. Covered. Any restaurant you want to go. Man. Not doing it. No money in your pocket, but you never have to pay for food again. Yeah. Not you doing it. You would do it. You would have two in your mouth, three in your hand. <laughs> You'd be all over it. <laughs> you look circle like, jerk. You look like one of those seals that blows horns on TVs in the 60s. <laughs> be all over it, kid. Not doing it. He plays moral, but you get that suitcase in front of him. I've seen Brady chase a dude down I'll for I'll take a the dollar. double wide. I see Brady chase people down for a dollar, like a miscue and a change. It was four dollars from right, the homeless either guy. Either way, it was a it was a the homeless guy. Oh, he chased. Did he give you change back or something? Well, he gave a guy five bucks who told him a story, and we we He's said go buy a a belt and uh, my, for his my car. daughter's in the hospital. I need a fan belt from like Brady. You just got scammed. You need to go get that money back. It's it's the first time ever anybody's asked for a refund from a homeless. And Brady's like, you're right. I did. He went and chased this dude down and got his four out of the five dollars back. And the homeless guy said, "I only gave you four. Like he won a battle and Brady <laughs> he's on won his a battle. Phone. Yeah, he's on his cell phone. He's got his grift circuit. Going he went on. to the next parking lot. We're like, look, there he is, right there. He's not going to the hospital with a fan belt. Yeah. And then Brady's like, guess your uh, your daughter got better. Give me my money back. First he says, I don't have. Uh, no, he's Yeah, he's walking. There's a wad of cash. <laughs> and Brady took the five back, but we only gave him four ones. <laughs> so the homeless guy, he he won a little battle, and Brady won a little battle. It was the best. Getting a refund from a homeless was fantastic. But that was for four dollars. Brady was willing to risk his life with a transient. Oh, then you're blowing. Then for you're blowing yeah. for seven dollars and fifty cents. <laughs> <laughs> you are, yeah. You're gonna look like a Krispy Kreme ten minutes later for just a, a sawbuck. <laughs> I got no price. I think it's great fun. bring it on man good times it was pride night at the suns game last night well you fit right in then huh yeah i thought it was inappropriate flag shirt 
No, they did give them away, and I actually liked them. They looked kind of neat. Uh, it was uh, Vince Murata, the in-house voice of the Suns, I thought was inappropriate when he would say, uh, Welcome to Suns Arena. No, it's fans. Fans. <laughs> You're saying, not tonight, it's not. Listen up. Here comes a dance team. That's not okay on Pride Night? <laughs> no. No? <laughs> nope. Okay. And then he went on, and he, there was one time he said, uh, Mikel Bridges from one, two, three, homos. I'm like, what the? He's really, listen up, bitches. Saturday night's game against the Hawks. He tried to talk their language. That was inappropriate of Vince to do that. It's fans, Vince. But, uh, yeah, nobody really took advantage of Pride Night. I thought there'd be a lot more uh, man piles and rat kings of wieners and things like that. Nothing, really. All male dance team. Guys in front of us were holding hands. And, uh. And the, basically, all they did was uh, have Suns rainbow flags that they, they waved around a lot. Like the gorilla did it, and wasn't wasn't really. I guess Pride Weekend is was June, and now it's this weekend too. Yeah, because they're having a big parade downtown. Is that this yeah, weekend? Or asking if you're going. Well, I'm not. I'm, again, it's, the water's too deep. Katie KB's had a float, I believe, the last two three years. Uh, they do this year too. From yeah, they're all, they're, yeah. That's all they me. talk about. They said you're leading it. I'm not. They're wrong. Yeah, and you're the grand marshal. You know, I get paid to do jobs. Like, if you want me to work, I'll do it. I'm not that big into the community. I'm still – look, even though I'm a homosexual now, I'm also still an isolationist. I don't necessarily want to go out and dance with everybody. Speaking of, uh, Brandon Lee's leaving Channel 3. What? Yeah, we're leaving. Big leagues? Oh, no. I, no, I don't know what he's doing, but he's, he's not going to be there big anymore. leagues. So he's going to host this parade, I'm sure, on Saturday. And- yeah, and that's basically like I've talked to my gay friends, and I'm like, do you go to that pride parade? I'm like, ugh, rookie day. Like, that's all the people who are still excited about it and stuff. They don't want to go down there. They go down there. The single ones go down there because it's, uh, it's a meat market. You're going to meet other gays. It's like it's, you don't even have to ask. Everybody there is pretty gay. But last night at Suns game, it was pride night, and I don't think anybody, nobody, everything was just rainbow. That's basically all they did. And I'm like, don't they have pride season? Isn't the WNBA like basketball pride? Like that's the whole summer. Like you're celebrating that. Pride night. I'm fine with it. But what's it was, that, like 14 weeks? I expected of, more porn, to be honest. I expected it to be sexier. It's not. Speaking Didn't work porn, out. No. Somebody wants to know what your threshold is for not being able to watch porn ever again. <sighs> not to ever watch it again? Yep. Ever again? Ever again. You're 50. Yeah, if you've got you've, tons you've of, a I, of I got a lot in my mind. If you've got tons of money, you don't. You can make porn obsolete. Yeah, you just so? blizzarian it. You just blizzarian. Yeah. You just get a household of porn live in person in your home. That's a great point. Yeah. If it's in front of you, that's it's porn. Yeah. You just keep uh, the people around you that are porn addicts. <laughs> they do it for you. If you have enough money. I could give up porn uh, for... Uh, three million. That's two's good, cutting it too line. close, huh? Uh, two is good, good but I can't retire on it. And then how about lonely um, nights at two. How about the price going celibate? Never, never ever, 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 never, yes. ever. But I can still tug. No, no, Ooh, I have to just nothing. But my, the, I'll explode. I'll get sick. Uh, the price for that from here to the end of me. I got to put a menu together here. Friends, for no Can we more. use machines? Can you? Is there? There's just no. It's basically, you're saying your no willy more. at all. So no flashlight yeah. or anything like that. And it, you know, if it accidentally happens, our flashlights off the table. Brett's uh, yes, racing yes, yes. yes. Can I stuff it between the mattresses or couch cushions? No, man. Oh man. Wow. So I just basically have to hope for nocturnal emissions. Right. 
I, I will got to feel that they're going to increase. I'll go. Jeez. Uh, never again. Or I have to give the money back. I'll say $5 million. Well, you're only living to 65, so that's true. 15 years. 3.5. You're right. I only have a few years left. (laughs) 3.5. 65 is a push. That's really far off. Is that a push? I thought you said 65 one time. 60 was my my gate where I think it's time to check out. I got no real desire to keep going. I got another 10 years, and I think I'm going to want to cash out. All right, Bert, what's your price tag? You and Medea have a child (laughs) of your own. And you have to, <laughs> and you have to live with it. He was sipping coffee. Price? How dare you? you? Not only that, unlike Toledo's dad, you have to stick around. Oh man! Oh, uh, price to have a baby. I may be getting into Brady's denying God category with this one. That's at least twenty million, right I'd there. I'd fist fight that's Jesus before I'd have a kid. Twenty million, and I'd get a million for a live-in nanny. <laughs> that, that's what I'm. Yeah. Yeah, twenty oh. million. Yeah, twenty million because you can afford a nanny to not deal with that little to piece raise of it for yeah. whatever. <laughs> Man, that is. Yeah, I'd, I'd. But she might need twenty million too because she's just as dead set against wow, it yeah. as we are. I would heel hook Christ himself before I'd ever have a kid. I'd hobble that. Son get of out a, of here, Christ! Yeah, get out of here. Denounce him. I will MMA wrestle you to the ground, sir. Someone wheeled up with twenty mil. You're saying no. I'll fight Jesus before I, I would fight Jesus before I'd have a twenty million. Yeah, and all I have to do is have a baby. I have a baby and and raise it. Ugh. Get a nanny. Yeah, eighteen you're good. years. Eighteen years. You're stuck. I honestly it's can say contract. for the first time in my life, I'd rather be poor. <laughs> twenty million dollars. Yeah. You hire a nanny. You build another house out back, and it's, you never have to see the little. Yeah, but then then you then you <laughs> raise something that's going to try and kill you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. My dad will just use money, and you're on Doctor Phil, and the thing's taking swipes at you in your sleep. The thing. <laughs> no. No. How you people like those things? And I don't think you do. Deep down, every parent I talk to is like, I can't wait till they're out of the house. And so the ones that do have their kids move out, we're free now to do whatever we want. It's like, wow. You loved them, but you couldn't wait for them to get out of there. I'm just so proud of them now that they're on their own. John, I like you. I, I I would have a price. It's actually probably pretty low to go homosexual just once. But if I'm doing it, I'm going all in. Line up Julio <laughs> Gomez because if I'm doing Ooh. it, I want a video that's going to go viral, yeah. or I want to be, be doing it. it something like that. That is so effing metal, man. Yeah, that is effing metal, pussies. <laughs> that is effing metal. My your one time gay experiences with Julio Gomez. Oh, yeah. Jesus, not that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. That's fine. That is, it's the... Julio on one side, Jonah Falcon on the other. I would be miserable. I wouldn't know what to do with those. I only know how to handle what I've got. Do, like, doing the ski slopes with them? <laughs> oh, man. I need the less retention bands. These are one too like heavy. One would be like caber toss. Oh. I might as well just go out there and try to rub up and down on a phone pole for a half an hour. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Everybody's got a price. Disgusting humans. That's what I think. <laughs> John, you have to worship a great mythical being in the sky and attend church once a week. How much? That would be easy. That would be easy. I'd do that one for uh, a couple million. Nothing to it. Ha, 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 ha. Let's move on. And also with you. And also with you. And, uh, yes, bless you as well. Ha, 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 ha. Sun goes. Holy, holy. 
And then back to my Church mansion. football. Back to my mansion. Yep. And also with you, Lamb of God. In him, be him, he him, ha ha he they. That's easy. I could do that in a second. For the right price. If you paid me enough weekly, I'd pop into church. And also God's lambs. That's why some people started their own church. That's right. I get them paid weekly. That's right. You get paid weekly, and I still get to watch Steelers at 11. That's great. Uh, anyway, what are you going to do? It's a weird, weird thing that we've gotten off on. But that's what we're saying, basically. How much would it be to work for Robert Sarver? <laughs> His one quote was great, too. You all get paid a ton of money to put up with my BS. And he's right. He's talking to his executives who are like, this isn't fair. This is a shut up. I, I'm, I'm the king. Deal with it. And he is. Yeah, he's guilty of being a dickhead. And I think if we all If you don't want to be here, I don't want you Man, that, that, that trap door is going to open on so many owners. But Maybe they want him flushed, though. Maybe they do want to flush out. Because that's what they did to Donald Sterling. Right. And... Clippertown. Jerry Richardson. He was, Jerry Richardson did some, some illegal stuff and got the but the the league wanted him out. Donald Sterling was the worst owner in in, in all sports oh, yeah. when he was the Clippers owner. And a guy brought up a good point on the email. He said well, how they how they hung him was illegal. California is a two party state with recording. Everybody right. has to know, not just one. And so they got him on a recording. He didn't know he was being recorded, which isn't legal. But again, die was cast. The NBA did what they opinion. they did what they were supposed to do, and like we got to get this out of here. This Clippers team is too valuable to have him run it into the earth. Yep. And they got better owners, and look what's happened since they've been a competitive. His team. wife will do much better with that team. Yeah. Well, she did the right thing by just letting other people do it. Yeah. And then here, she sold. Take it over. Do it something else. But yeah, so this may be a witch hunt to get a, a jerk off the panel, and I, I kind of think that might be it. Jerk off the panel. Not what? to jerk off the panel. To get How much a jerk off the panel? Off the panel. <laughs> How much to jerk off the NBA panel? Anybody who's in? Five million. All of them? There's some good names up there. Jeannie Buss. I mean, you got a couple of decent ones on that. Thing. Do you think that, that could have been the case with Gruden? If somebody was after Gruden, I yeah. think that's a hunt, too. I think somebody had it, had it in for Gruden to release For sure. That. Did you go with John, or John, uh, Frank, that one time when, when he, for Hard Knocks? Did you go with him that yeah. day and, and meant... Gruden and was Gruden was a great guy, Incredible. Right? Like, the one thing that I noticed about Gruden was he was hyper-aware that I wasn't talking to anybody while Frank and, and Derek Carr and Mike Mayock were having a conversation. And John Gruden and I were on the outside of that conversation, and we were just standing there quietly. And he just looks at me and broke the silence. And what do you do, man? And, of course, I had to answer back as Gruden because when he's looking at you, you can't help <laughs> right. but make the face. I'm like, I do radio, man. <laughs> yeah. What do you do? Like, Frank and I do a podcast, man. And then he goes. You're a focus of it. God's honest truth. You do voices or anything, man? Hey, <laughs> didn't even know. No, man. <laughs> kind of the straight man around here. Knock what if you're with me, Groots. <laughs> but I thought it was an endearing. You want some food? You want to grab you something? He was a genuine. gracious, very genuine, gracious person. Doesn't mean he's everything he's ever right, done has exactly. been nice. But to a stranger who he didn't need to take any time out while he was at work, we were down there hanging out at that uh, team meeting. And when it was over, he said, we got food like crazy, man. Grab something. Want me to make you something? And I'm like, no, I'm all right. Thank you, though. <laughs> like, he was way You hear that was way uh, kind. about people sometimes like, oh, he's a great guy. He's a good friend. Never want to work for him. Right. 
Well, Gruden was, or I, this great right. guy, yeah. hate playing. I don't know that John Gruden walked away. That ball guy was driving me crazy. I hated him. I don't right. know. He was super nice. My experience with him was warm and inviting. That's it. Right. And I don't know if that means it's because oh, and he, it seemed like he was. It didn't well, have to be. And we're all goofing around joking as, and I'm a stranger to this. Uh, they just know that. And Frank was making fun of Mike Glennon's neck and we were goofing on the way people looked and. It was funny, uh, because and in front of him, like he did a big stand-up thing for him. I was down there helping him out, and it was great. Uh, then the Gruden thing happened. He was just very nice to me, but it doesn't mean he's that, that. Just because my experience was positive doesn't mean he wasn't horrible. It doesn't mean anything. But I did not get a vibe of like, wow, this guy makes the room uncomfortable. It was the opposite. He made it very comfortable for somebody who was never in there before. I don't know. It seemed like he kind of got it. You know, those people are like that are endearing. Yeah. Like, oh, that was very nice of you. Didn't have to do that. That kind of thing. And he multiple times to multiple people, not just me. What do you do, man? Radio, man. And he tolerated the fact that even when Derek Carr talked to him and they know each other well, hey, Derek Carr would look at him. Like, yeah, what's up, coach? And his eye would go. <laughs> You're like, oh my god, everybody Gruden's the Gruden. And I met his son, Deuce, the bodybuilder, <laughs> like five one, three hundred pounds of muscle. So, yeah, I didn't have a bad experience. It doesn't mean he's a good person. It doesn't mean he's a bad person. I just had a positive experience. Everything's relative to your experience. What's toxic to Brett is maybe not toxic to me. So what is a toxic work environment by definition? You don't know. It's relative to the person. I've been in a toxic work environment basically because I was unhappy there. So everything that happened made me feel worse. I was in a situation mentally where I hated going to work. Right. You spin everything else. And so and everything, it everything, yeah, because yep. I was looking for bad. Yep. I wasn't happy. And you found there. it. And I found loads of it. Yeah, when yeah. you look, you'll find it. And yep. I wasn't happy there. And everything that was happening, like, oh, another, another hurdle. I didn't want to work there. Hence, I did not work well there. Was it toxic? For me, absolutely. For other people, they probably have the time of their life. Here's probably, it's probably the same here. It's probably toxic for some people in this building. And others love it. I love it here. I don't know. It's crazy. But it's. I just don't like hanging people on he said, she said. I don't like saying you've got to go because we didn't like what you said 10 years ago and you've been bad since. You've done some dumb stuff. But, boy, that sets a precedent that we all can't We can't live up to. None of us can. But I think I, – Doug Hopkins just texted me. said, I think Sarver survives this. I think if another news story breaks, it will because I don't think ESPN's got much. They're, they're pinning their hopes on this being a big deal, and I don't think it's much. We'll see. Who knows? Uh, what's on the big board of musical treats? I already know what I've got in the system. Yeah, well, Wake Up Song brought to you guys by our buddies over there at Action Ride Shop. Hitting the trails this weekend. Make sure you get that bike serviced. All right, they got the best wrenches in town over there at Gilbert Road and Southern. Check them out online at actionrideshop.com as well as on Facebook and Instagram and all the other fun stuff. And, uh, well, I mean, it's we kind of know where we're going with this one. I mean, we did take suggestions. Steel yeah. Panther, Nine Inch Nails, uh, Drain, Clutch. Slayer, the biscuits on there, but uh, I'm thinking we got the new Slipknot in. Heck yeah, came in last night. So uh, Chapel Town Rag. Don't know anything about it, but if you're uh, if you're the type of person that can't hear Slipknot songs without lighting a fire, I'm going to ask you to turn it off because that's <laughs> so metal, metal pussy, dude. You're just being a baby. Sometimes the music gets you, and you light a big bonfire. Don't understand it, but I guess that lives in some people's brains. That's a toxic work environment to me. A guy who can't hear a song without lighting something on fire. Yeah. Pulling over, man. Carbecue. Dude, I gotta <laughs> light this car on fire. This song rocks. 
I don't know what Chapel Town Rag sounds like yet. We're going to find out together. Okay, says brand new slip now. John, I'm glad you brought up the uh, toxic environment. Yeah, you realize every morning there's a toxic listening environment. Oh, yeah. that's just waiting to happen. Brady, you say a dad joke, and I'm complaining to HR. I don't know who <laughs> I talk to, but I'm going there. It, that's my tolerance for a toxic work environment is unfunny nonsense. <laughs> That's laughed that's it, at by, by Brett. And then Brady's like, yeah, that's good stuff. No, it's not. It's sirloin of beef. <laughs> no, don't bring it back. Now, this stuff, people having strokes on the air, this is great stuff. When you have one of these going for you. Northport uh, Point, Fl- Florida Chief, this. the police of chief there, the uh, chief of police. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. It's totally toxic now. Totally toxic. And you did it to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> What's toxic is your blood flow into your heart and into your brain and your neurons. That's what you got to get checked out. Don't worry about us making fun That's of it. That's not toxic. That's restricted. Actually, what we're doing is helping you. <laughs> we're helping. Exclusive scenes from Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. The best part is press reaction. <laughs> I think the it was woo. Marcus. Was that Marcus that wooed it? I, I, yeah, I, I don't I'm remember. I'm not sure one of you. We were all worried. No, it's had to be Brett. I can't imagine Marcus making yeah, that look, sound ever. The reason we do that, Brady, is because we love you. That's the only time Marcus smiles. What do you mean? To watch on that. that yeah, that's why I think it was him on the woo. Because he, now he smiles he a lot, it. but like you notice it when you're having a stroke. <laughs> he does. He, and because he we care about me. you, we point these things out. So when you do die of a stroke, we'll be like, we tried to tell him. That's it's relieving our guilt and our 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 conscience can live with ourselves. We're like we didn't. It wasn't for a lack of trying. I don't know what this one is, but I have to play it now because the Labalanche. <laughs> oh, Labalanche. That was the Labalanche. I like the word Labalanche. Comedy gold. It was comedy gold. You know, you know how you know you. Sh- well, go ahead. Never say you are comedy. Never listen to yourself and go comedy gold. You're the worst person alive. That was funny when I did that. I, I mind a little comedy gold. That's what Robert Sarver would say. I am funny. I killed it just then. Anyway, uh, Chapel Town Rag, Slipknot's latest. I have no idea what you did. Did you preview it at all? I have not. nothing. Let's it's find Slipknot. Out. Come on, it's going to be something it. good. We kind of like the newspaper them. Newspaper in the town. That's it's right. Heavy. Yeah. It's that Chapel Town Rag. <laughs> uh, we'll find out if it's any good or not. It's Slipknot. It's your wake up song. It's ninety eight. Pathetic. Ninety eight. That's it. That's bonkers. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.